1: Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoons. I mean, you know how it is, is—rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing, but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe at you. Sound good? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show! live today from 25th and Harvard, Kenny, the Chrysost Center on the campus of St. Horolibus Greek Orthodox Church, for your Kenny and JT show.
0: That's right, and this leads right into the High School Football Awards Banquet, the 79th annual WHBC High School Football Awards Banquet tonight. It is sold out, by the way. Mm. We don't have any more tickets, so if you didn't get them, uh, we told you they were going to go fast, and they did, and this place is going to be packed tonight. We're going to honor all the great student-athletes from Stark County, 19 teams that we cover, handing out individual awards, Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. We've got the Jim Muzzy Award. We've got the uh, Jim Johnson Award. And it's going to be great to see all of these kids and their families, friends, brothers, sisters, joining us for a great night of food
1: fun entertainment and awards you mentioned the fact that it is sold out but you can still watch it on our whbc youtube channel tonight which is always a fun thing you can sit home at home and just relax and turn on the computer or if you've got a smart television watch it there too
0: go to youtube.com type in whbc seven o'clock we will go live so you'll watch it as it happens so that way When we announce the Stark County Coach of the Year, when we announce the Stark County Player of the Year, you'll be watching it live as it happens, and you'll get to see the coach accept the award, give a little speech. Same with the Player of the Year, accept the award and give a little speech.
1: 79 years they've been having this awards banquet, and it's amazing, too. And I love the fact that they put out a program. And people, you're like I am. Uh, 79 years ago, I was probably about a freshman in high school. But... uh, (laughs) The thing is, this book is a who's who. You're going to want one of these things. I mean, you just page through it and you pull out names that are just amazing. Ken Peterson comes to mind. I mean, you see Chad Smith from Glen Oak, uh, Mendenhall from Maslin. There are so many great names, so many great athletes, and it makes you always wonder, Kenny, what are they doing now?
0: Yeah, well, I'm looking at the 2016 all-county offense, right? Mm -hmm. The quarterback was? Dominique Robinson, we know what he's doing now. He's playing Mm -hmm. defensive end for the Chicago Bears in the NFL. So there's one name that I can tell you exactly what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But it's great to go back and look at all of these athletes that have come through Stark County uh, and uh, have been honored in the past.
1: I like to go back to when I played, when I was in high school, and this thing goes back. Like you said, you know, 79 years, but I go back into the 80s. Some of these names, when you hear them, yeah. it's like we were in high school yesterday, and where are they now? Uh, I mean, it, it's really amazing. Guys you went against, some guys you didn't go against. Some guys have spoken at, like, the Hall of Fame Luncheon Club. Other guys haven't, and it's just really interesting, and it's a fun time. It's a great time of year, as we've still got some teams still playing. Right looking for a a championship and or just, you know, still playing in the high school tournament. And, uh, you know, kudos to them as well. But this is what we look forward to. And isn't it ironic? We started the season here. We're pretty much ending the season here.
0: Right. We had the preseason coaches uh, banquet where they get up and and tell you what to expect or what not to expect uh, from their team this year. And we had that uh, just down the hall from where tonight's banquet is going to be here at the Krasa Center. And it's going to be a lot of fun, JT. And I was just looking at this. 1981 all-county team offense, your quarterback, my partner for the Alt-Care Stadium show for the last, what, two, three, four years. Rick Mm Worstel's name is in this program uh, as a state champion and as an all-county
1: quarterback. You go back to 1981, and it's funny because that's the year I graduated high school. So anytime I tell anyone mm-hmm. that I graduated Camp McKinley 1981, the first question is, oh, you're on that state championship team. No, no. Our last year of footballs mm-hmm. 1980. Okay. They win it the following year. The year I was a senior, Donnie Hurtler is the all-county quarterback. He was at Hoover, and I mentioned the fact that some people, uh, some guys on this list have recently spoke at the Hall of Fame Luncheon Club. I believe – he may have been the speaker this past Monday.
0: Okay, well, very nice. So uh, I see some former coaches mm-hmm. or uh, former players that are now coaches in StarCat. Jay Rohr, right, all-county mm-hmm. performer. Uh, Zach Slates, all-county performer. So uh, it, it's fun to look back and flip through the pages of this great program you'll get tonight here at the 79th Annual WHBC High School Football Awards Banquet. Uh, and for those of you who are lucky enough to get tickets, we're going to have a lot of fun. I, I can tell you this, as the MC of this, it's not going to be a long, drawn out thing with me, man. I want to honor the kids. I want to honor the players. And we, like you said, JT, right. we have two teams that need to get home, get their rest, because they're playing tomorrow in a regional final D2, Region 7, Maslin against Green d4
1: region 13 canton south against struthers and we'll have both of those games work. all due respect to you mr mc i'm more excited to hear mike galena speak, and he's our keynote speaker tonight he will be the uh i guess you he, he's the guest speaker if you're the master of ceremony and, and mike galena is amazing because when we see him first and foremost you can't believe that he's not our age and he's a little bit older than us right but the funny thing is this in stature he's not a big dude but he was all everything in minerva ends up at mount union he was an educator for over 30 years and now he's doing other great things in fact during our wishes can happen wish he brought bernie kosar right. to be on our portion of the show so i mean mike alina's got story after story and a great athlete too and I, I really look forward to hearing him speak tonight yeah i'm looking forward to it as well uh, and
0: uh, Dan Belford will get up and give away one of the awards. Billy Beebe's going to give out one of the awards tonight. Uh, I'll be, have the honor of uh, announcing the Coach of the Year and the Player of the Year. Look right. forward to that. JT, man, t- I mean, there, there are some stud players this year, too. That, that had, uh, you know, we, we had our coaches get together for that. And, again, here's the great thing about our awards tonight, not picked by us, the media. This is picked by the 19 coaches. That, that got together on a Sunday afternoon at the Hall of Fame Village. And uh, they selected the All County offense, defense, and they selected Player of the Year and Coach of the Year. So when we announce these awards tonight, it means, I think, even more to the players because they're selected by coaches yep.
1: who know uh, how good they are and how tough it was to play against Kenny, them. This is what separates WHBC from everything else in the country because. A station this size in a market this size, to have an event like this is amazing, first of all. And second of all, it just goes to show you that when you do something well, you just continue to keep doing it. And it's not a copycat of all these other things that are popping up all over the place. ESPN now has their awards show. Other places have awards show. Does it mean as much as some of these? I'm sure they probably do on a national level. But to do something on this level in a market this size and for that many years is amazing. And some of the awards you're talking about, you know, you've got the Jim Johnson Award. Uh, Anybody that grew up in Stark County, Jim Johnson called one of your games. You heard that booming voice. You were somebody, okay? The The other award is the Jim Muzzy Award. And both these guys, you know, they paved the way for people like you and I to have jobs and do what we do. And when I consider the fact that I respected what they do, I just hope that somebody out there would be listening to us and have the same respect for you and I as we had for those legends.
0: Yeah, they, they were legends, and I would kill to have uh, Jim Johnson's pipes. You know, that, that voice, uh, when you heard it, you knew who was speaking. He didn't have to say his name. You just knew, hey, that's Jim Johnson. Dude,
1: they, when you get to do stuff like that and you end up being on a national level, he did Cavalier games when Joe Tate fell ill, but he also was the MC during the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony. Yeah. And for me, I love watching those old films. And you can see them on the steps of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You see Jim Muzzy there. You see Jim Johnson at some of them, I mean. And then you also see former mayors of the city of Canton. And they were usually on stage. You could see Mayor Kamik up there. You could see other mayors, other dignitaries. The one person I've never seen on that stage. Okay. Dave Motz. Dave. (laughs) You've seen him everywhere
0: else. Everywhere else. (laughs) Everywhere else. And, hey. Speaking of, uh, you know, great voices, how nice was it today to hear that Sunday's game at 1 o'clock between the Browns and the Steelers here on WHBC will be called by Jim Donovan. Uh, Jimmy Donovan uh, coming back uh, battling cancer Uh, he's been through all kind of treatments and everything and so uh, to hear that he was going to uh, you know uh, come back and call the game today and then I listened to him do an interview on uh, Cleveland Browns Daily today he sounded fantastic and it's going to be great to have the Browns voice back calling game starting Sunday really
1: is because I asked you I think it was Monday who do you think is going to be doing the game this week we had no idea Uh, it's been over two months since stepping away from his Duties at Channel Three News as sports anchor and play-by-play voice of the Cleveland Browns. He went treatment. He went under treatment for uh, leukemia, and hopefully they've got it under control. I mean, now that he's healthy enough to do the game su- Sunday. I hope he's healthy enough to just be Jim Donovan.
0: Well, he said he was close to coming back last week. But he talked about blood counts and, and uh, you know, all the things you, you battle through uh, when you're trying to uh, knock cancer out of your body, Good. right? And he said they were close last week, but the doctor said, no, nah, let's wait one more week. And then he said he got word this week that his uh, his numbers were great. In fact, uh, I texted him right before the show, said great to hear. He said, hey, thanks, appreciate it, love listening to what you guys do there at WHBC uh, with your show, with the high school games. How about this? He watches the Saturday morning huddle. Jimmy Donovan tunes into
1: the Saturday morning huddle. You think he just turns on his TV or just goes to work and doesn't worry about what's going on around him? He listens to our high school broadcast, too. How many times have you heard him say he loves the coverage we do for the McKinley-Maslin game every year? Yeah. This guy doesn't go to sleep. He eats, drinks, sleeps, sports. So it's great news to have Jim Donovan back in the booth yeah. this Sunday doing the Browns games. Better yet, even more importantly, back at 3 News, too. So I can't wait. He's just a good guy, Kenny. I mean, we've seen people in this industry, you run into them all the time. Sometimes they think they're bigger than the sport they're covering or the story they're covering. Not this guy. Not Jim Donovan. He keeps it real. And he's just a great guy. Yeah. He really is, and so good to have him back in the fall. How
0: lucky are we? We get Paul Keels on Saturdays, and now we get Jimmy Donovan back uh, on Sundays. Uh, and, of course, don't forget Dan Belford on well, Friday nights, too. You are to really games.
1: spoiled than throwing Tom Hamilton into that All mix. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and our buddy,
0: pow, Jim right.
1: Alcorn. You forget about Tim Alcorn well. and what a great job he's at. I wonder if he's sleeping right now. That game ended so late last. <laughs> Cavaliers win last night. Wow. They win 109-95 to 95 against a Portland team that really shouldn't even be in the NBA for what they uh, displayed last night. I mean, they've got a lot of injuries. We know that. It's early on in the season. But good news for the Cavaliers is... For the most part, they led from start to finish in that game. They played well. They didn't turn it over as much as we've seen. They end up going 2-2 two and two on the road trip, which is always good news. Yeah. But you didn't really – I don't know what you expect. It's still early. We need about another 10 games under our belt to see if – who showed up last night is a team that's going to show up tomorrow night when they face the Pistons. Well –
0: I've only seen them twice because
1: I've got issues with the ballys. You don't want to right see now. them, yeah. I I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. You don't want to see them because if you watch, not only are they frustrating to watch at times, mm-hmm. but when they're losing and being frustrated, you'll lose your mind. You'll you'll want to fire the coach, move move on from other players on the team because a lot of times it's a knee-jerk reaction and you expect more because they're a playoff team last year.
0: Yeah, our expectations um, are higher now, right? You heard me talk about expectations with right. the Steelers, right, where that bar is it, it was Super Bowl or bust every year for them. Well, now it's uh, win a playoff series or it's going to be a disappointing oh. season this year for the Cavaliers. When you
1: go from play-in to playoff, you expect to come out of the gate better yep. with a team that you supposedly should know your teammates by now. I know they made a couple of additions, made a couple of subtractions, but for the most part, your core was there when healthy, and let's face it, this team's never really healthy, are they? Doesn't seem like never. it. Darius
0: Garland out again last night with a neck injury. He yep. didn't
1: play. So uh, you, you've had uh, what's it, Jared the, Allen in and out of the lineup. The Coro's been out. Yep. I mean, uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think, missed again. The, the problem here is the fact that it's early, and we're going to see if this team ends up playing a little bit better. Hopefully last night might be a springboard to say, we did certain things. I think Evan Mobley had like 21 points last night.
0: Did you really? Nice.
1: Good, good. Which we've been waiting. We've been right. begging to see this.
0: Come on, break it. And you know what, Brian? Let's hear uh, from our guys who call the action either on TV or on the radio with the Cavaliers. Uh, John Michael, AC, Tim Alcorn, as Brian put together some highlights Powell. from their big Powell. win over Portland last night.
1: Dean Wade's come out of the corner. finds a wide open struce for three. But they can't stand up, so the Cavs knock them down.
0: <laughs> Here comes Lever. Levert down the floor to Mobley. Pow! With two hands. That's what happens, big Moe, when you run the flow. Mitchell works on Tamara. Had him leaning the wrong way, and he cans a three. Woo! That was a great fake, wasn't it? You faked the whole... Everybody... I know you faked me out that time. Gave it right back to Struis outside the three-point arc. Bounce to Mobley. Lob down and pow! Moe to throw. This time Mitchell takes it right at him and lays it in. Woo! A sweet dance to the hoop there. Put out front to Struess. He'll drive to the bucket and hammer it with the right hand and a foul. Some authority from Max right there. Wow! Levert changing hands. Levert left of the lane, put it off the glass. No, Mobley, pow on the follow. I don't know though. That, that damp weather. I don't quite agree with that <laughs> damp weather. And your knees don't get along. <laughs> no, they don't. Eight and had His pocket picked by Levert. <laughs> Levert ahead to Mitchell. Pow with two hands.
1: That's how you close, Tim.
0: Oh, come on, Cavs.
1: Here it is, Eric Brook. Eric he did
0: no
1: last night, not tonight. Last night. Did he really say mo to fro or vice versa? Mo to fro. Pow. Here we go. By the way, Eric Brooke just texted me yesterday. He's got uh, revisions to the Cleveland Browns song he recorded for us as well. All right, very good. So the Cavaliers get a win and the road trip on the
0: left coast, as we like to say. Two and two come home for seven of their next eight games, I believe.
1: A.C. said normally when they go out west, it's usually an eight-city trip. But this one was four cities, and it felt like eight.
0: (laughs) I don't like that weather.
1: hurts my knees. (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea, I have no idea right. what he said. Well, where about were they? They were in Portland. So Portland. it rains a lot Probably. in Portland, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. So there you go, Portland, Oregon. So, uh, but the Cavaliers get a win last night. So that's hey, maybe that'll be the precursor to a fantastic weekend no. for the Buckeyes on Saturday. Um, well, let me start on Friday night for Canton South and Maslin on mm-hmm. Friday night in the playoffs. The Buckeyes on Saturday and then the Browns as they take on the Steelers on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and you know Donovan or Donovan. Uh, DTR spoke today. I'm getting confused now because every time you you think of that, the three syllables or the three names, the first thing that comes to mind is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Right, gone. And it's not. It's DTR as a quarterback. And the thing is, he spoke very well today. We'll play that a little bit later on in the program. He sounded like a starting quarterback, Kenny. Did he? And it doesn't sound like the moment was too large. Remember, the last time he started against Baltimore, and everybody was really high on him in the preseason. But when he started that game against Baltimore, they had given him like two or three hours' notice. They didn't have an offense that was circled around him. They expected him to throw the ball, what, 36, 37 times. Right. Wasn't ready. Didn't study, you know, well enough. Thought he was going to be a backup in that game. Spot duty, not, you know, I don't know how many snaps they had. Probably close to 60.
0: Uh, here's the thing, and this is where the, uh, the, the good players separate themselves. Even though you're a backup and you're not expected to play, you must mentally prepare like you are going to play. And it sounded like, and I know it happened before the game, but still. You knew Deshaun was, you know, dinged up, so there might right. be a chance. So he, he he is, according, and we'll hear from him later, he is more well-prepared to play this week than he was getting thrown in against the Baltimore Ravens when they lost 28-3. That's
1: the reason I asked Charlie Batch when we had him on the program yesterday, because he's done it all. He's yep. been a starter. Yep. He's been a backup. He's also been lost to a season due to injury. He has everything that we're going through now – That Deshaun Watson has seen and I asked him just that how do you stay prepared when do you get prepared How do you study to take be able to take over the reins? now? He had one little uh, piece that gave him a little bit more was experience. He had done it before Dorian Thompson Robinson had no experience. Hey kid, you're gonna be our backup Here's how we get you ready for this And I think they realized it and that might be the reason they benched him after the Baltimore game brought back uh, PJ Walker Kid Dino, might. we're going to teach you. And hopefully, I mean, if you consider the fact that Deshaun Watson really hasn't been injury-prone in his career until he came to Cleveland. No, he had a couple injuries in Houston. But he didn't miss much time. Yeah. He played through it. The difference here is you don't have the opportunity to play through this nor get healthy during the season. He's done for the rest of the year. You've got to be prepared. You've got to get this guy prepared. And as the coach of this team – As the uh, general manager of this team, uh, they felt that he was ready to be a backup quarterback in the National Football League. We've seen other rookie quarterbacks have some certain level of success. Now that this guy's had, what, the last four, three, four weeks To really learn, let's see if he does better. If he lights it up Sunday, it'll be a great day. I can't do
0: much worse. Uh, No touchdowns, three interceptions, barely 50% completion percentage, and put three points on the board and turned it over uh, and set up at least 14 points. Uh, For Baltimore.
1: And if you really want to compare it, compare it to P.J. Walker, who played the better part of four games. They go 2-2, and but he didn't light it up either. He had a couple of nice drives, but he turned it over all the time too. Well,
0: he was, what, one touchdown pass in either five or six turnovers? Terrible. uh, Five interceptions, one fumble for P.J. Walker. So, I I just, to me, and I'm on record. Back when the season started, I thought they made a major mistake by not having a veteran backup quarterback to Deshaun Watson because of Super Bowl aspiration. Look, if if you're going to maybe hope to get to 500, right, or if you're playing out the string knowing you're going to suck this year and you're going for the high draft pick, okay, fine. Have a rookie as your backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. But if you went in with division championship aspirations, AFC championship aspirations, Super Bowl championship aspiration. you cannot turn it over to a fifth-round, five-year
1: college quarterback and expect him to be ready. couple of things. If you're going to turn it over to a veteran, okay, if the veteran had been here, if he was like a Case Keenum that had been here for a couple of years, even Jacoby Brissett had only been here for one year, and apparently he's making waves now that he wants to be let out of his contract. We'll mm. see what happens okay. with that because right. uh, he'd have to pass through free agency and all kinds of crap in order to be a member of the Cleveland Browns again. For me, a veteran is nice if they know your system. But you know what else is good? When you've got enough experience and you've been here since training camp began and you are being put in a position where you are been dubbed the future of this franchise. I mean, I don't know moving forward past the Deshaun Watson era – if DTR will be your quarterback in the future, but he is right now. So, I mean, they've had all the time in the world to get him prepared for Sunday and then moving forward because, let's face it, what do we have? Eight games left?
0: Uh, let's see, 63, 17, yep. It's
1: his car. Drive it, man. That's it. You don't have anything else unless he falters again. Yes. And we go back to this P.J. Walker deal, and we have to start looking for free agent quarterbacks who may be able to join the team, and a couple of weeks later, be ready to be your starting quarterback.
0: Uh, you can always take the keys away from him. You hope you don't have to, mm-hmm, right? right? And so we'll see what he does this weekend. And if that does not work out, right, mm-hmm. then you seriously have to consider, uh, you know, other options with uh, veteran free agents. And we'll see, like you said, with Jacoby Brissett, will they just let him go? And if so, uh, okay, just if Browns lose this weekend, he plays mm-hmm. uh, horrible. Um, they're 6-4, and four, so... Yeah, they're not going to be at the top of the list to get Jacoby Brissett, but they won't be at the bottom. Of the, they'll be in the middle, right? Yeah. And, and so that that's something to definitely keep an eye on uh, for you know, depending on what happens on Sunday. Now, hopefully, hey, he getting him ready, all the snaps this week, what he's learned from his last start. Um, it, you know, hopefully, you don't have to, to to worry about that with DTR. But against that defense which causes turnover. The only reason the Steelers are 6 and 3 is because of their defense. Mm-hmm. Their
1: offense absolutely You could stinks. say the same about the Browns. You could say the same about the Browns to an extent. Yeah, but they, they had... Offense has been good, what, against Tennessee, Arizona? Other than that, you got lucky against the Colts. Well, You got lucky against the 49ers because a guy missed a field goal. They could very easily be one way or the other. But you know but what? They scored 39 points
0: <laughs> against the Colts.
1: Yeah, but they also gave up 38 but, points. That, but, but there's where the offense won them a game. Right. The defense didn't win it. I mean, right? I mean, the offense won the game that I week I don't know. It, you know, what comes to mind is the fact that You can make the argument either way. A little bit of luck here and there goes a long way. And you have to learn how to win these games. But to me, the difference is the fact that when we have all these injuries, you lose a starting running back, one of the best in the league, and you're still one of the best rushing teams in the league, it's amazing that the next man up works there. You lose your tackles. Next man up. It kind of works there because you're still rushing the ball well. But when you lose your quarterback, and we gave you a list of quarterbacks that are – Not the starters when when they broke camp. Tyson Bajant in Chicago. Gardner Minshew, Indianapolis. Uh, Aiden O'Connell with the Raiders. Josh Dobbs, his second stop this year. Jameis Winston has started. Bailey Zappi. Tommy DeVito. Does it ever concern you that backup quarterbacks don't have more success? Uh, No. They're backups for a reason. And they'll win you one or two games, but most of them, uh, that's why they're backups. But other backups at other positions have some certain level of success what makes a quarterback that much different
0: it's the most important position in any sport period. better
1: though man Uh, it's tough man how do you not have a better backup in place
0: Uh, that's up to the organization right and what they're willing to spend on it and dtr's their guy and when we come back guess what we'll hear from dorian thompson robinson about getting ready for this week's game against the stollers it's kenny and jt on whbc